This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back with episode 29. The book 27. Yep, 29. Oh, okay, oh, was getting it. You were right and I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> Every fortnight week, there's something. We're never going to get our heads around oh, it properly. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're as bad as each other, in fairness. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's book 27. It is. And it is Love Struck. And it is one of the classics. It's a doozy. This is one of the yeah. woods at what I was in my late teens reading and mocking Sweet Valley High books. <laughs> this was a very popular book in the Carey household. My <laughs> sister Jenny and I, this was one that we did like to take the piss out of oh. mercil- mercilessly. Big fans. <laughs> and uh, Which is why the cover tagline is burnt into our brain. Can you give it to us? <laughs> I can indeed. Will Suzanne succeed in changing Ken? Well, this is another Because eh, temporarily mm. she changes yeah. his behaviour. yeah. But, but can she change the true essence of Ken? Can anyone? No. <laughs> and why would you want to? Indeed. <laughs> and the back tagline is madly in love. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, they are quite yeah. mad. That's true. Yeah. So here's the blurb. Okay. No one at Sweet Valley High can believe that football star Ken Matthews has fallen in love with super sophisticated Suzanne Hanlon. Mm. Suzanne likes poetry, gourmet food and art films, <gasps> while Ken's idea of a good time is listening to rock and roll and eating pizza. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> the fact that those are like the sign of some sort of like... <laughs> Two people couldn't be more <laughs> different. <laughs> He's like someone out of a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> Oh God! Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. <Continue>. So <laughs> Elizabeth Wakefield, Elizabeth Wakefield <laughs> knows that snobbish Suzanne is wrong for Ken. What's it to do with you, nosy oh, bitch? <laughs> but Ken seems to be blindly in love with Suzanne and is willing to do anything she wants. Can anyone help Ken come to his senses before he gets hurt? <gasps> well, eh, that really helps him come to his senses. It happens. Um, 
So uh, the cover is absolutely one of my all-time favourite covers. It and is it is hilarious. Fantastic. Please describe it. With pleasure. If you can. <laughs> so it's Suzanne and Ken. Suzanne mm. is very lovingly got her arms around Ken, like a hand on his neck, a hand on his chest. She's yeah. gazing lovingly up oh, at him. Oh, so lovingly. She's also the image of a young Joan Cusack. Oh. Don't you think? Oh. I'm getting major Joan Cusack off that face. She's... Yeah, she's got a slightly more sort of upturned nose. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Wow, now you've said it. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's looking pretty good. She's very pretty. Oh, she looks lovely. She's, she's got great makeup, actually. She, the makeup is good, but she's got that kind of floofy hair. Yes. But not the good floofy. No. <laughs> it's like more, wispy fringe. It's more sort of shied princess dye. Sort yes. Of in the yeah, 80s yeah. hair. She's wearing pearls because mm-hmm. she's 40. Yes, and sophisticated. <laughs> Ken, Ken Oh, Ken. <laughs> Sexy idiot Ken. My God, <laughs> he is wearing a tank top, a vest to us. A vest, yes. Uh, he's got a little like chain around his neck. I just noticed that. Yeah, yeah what's that? Chain. Don't know what that is. Um, his hair. His hair is windswept and blonde. He's uh, he's gazing forlornly off into the middle distance. Yeah, he's not looking at her. He no, he doesn't look too happy at all. No, is this? Uh, it remember looks the, really last, sad. the last book? They were saying he looked like he was enchanted and miserable at the same yeah, time I think this is it this is miserable yeah <laughs> though he's a bit enchanted because his body is still turned to That's her true. yeah so he's still mm. up for something yeah so this kind of nails it I think and, and he's very uh, burly he's 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 quite burly <laughs> he's got those shoulders he's got massive got Schwarzenegger arms, arms. yeah <laughs> he's got those big quarterback yeah he's a bit scared too burly he's a big dude yeah, it's like a sort of you know you expect him to like lift somebody up on a chair like, <laughs> even like Gaston just yeah. like doing bench pressing triplets on a bench <laughs> oh if only that took place oh my god mm. so well I think we need now it's time to get stuck in okay. to this feast of joy let's do it so it starts off awesomely where Liz is by the pool and Lots of you have started with them by the pool, haven't oh, they? Oh, that's true, they have. Yeah. Wow, actually, yeah, they really have. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. the last two. Yeah. Um. So she's trying to sort of drown out the sound of Jess <laughs> just going on and on and on about running the centennial celebration picnic. Which, which is understandable because... I think I looked back and like this whole centennial nonsense started like nine books ago. Oh my God, is it that long? It has been going on since <gasps> then. <laughs> so I they do had not... their stupid carnival yeah. run by children. <laughs> that shit. But they were like building stalls oh, in their bare hands. It was so ridiculous. But yeah, it's been going on since then. And, they, and, they, and they've only just got somebody to run the picnic like a week ago. Like, yeah. No, actually it's less than a week it's ago. It's only days I'd say, isn't it? Yes, because Bruce asked Jessica to do it while they were pretty much in the middle of their rescue attempt of the morrows. <laughs> the whole hostage situation. Yeah. It's like they took a quick break to sort out, you know, the admin for this picnic. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that when yeah. we finish rescuing these three people who've been kidnapped. <laughs> um, so Liz is uncharacteristically drained after experiencing a trauma. Normally she just bounces right back. Yeah. Even she was kidnapped herself. She was just, less traumatised yeah. than this. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> So uh, we get a recap of the last book. Yeah. And there's a great bit where Liz literally dives underwater and stays there for like nearly a minute to just stop. Just get away from Jessica yeah. droning on. <laughs> so obviously there's twin comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess is blathering on about whether she'll have a band or not. Oh, maybe the droids will be busy. Oh, can't she afford to pay them? And Liz suggests, well, the droids probably do it for free. Oh, and Jess that. is like, oh my God, this is an amazing idea. Like it's not the most obvious thing in the world to ask the droids. But also... Fucking pay your artists. Yes, do. 
Do like, not ask them to do it for free. I know. Though, of course, for the love of Sweet Valley. Well, their civic pride. It is the greatest cause of all. Yes, exactly. And she, Liz says, well, they may not be free, uh, reminding her of this. And Jess basically says, well, of course they'll be free because if you're not working at this event, you're going to be at it because it's so amazing. <laughs> so What else would you be doing? The yeah. entire population of Sweet Valley is going to be there. And actually, this is true. Yeah. So, fair enough. And then, oh, good Lord. Mm-hmm. She wants Liz to... Man, so to speak, mm-hmm. the kissing booth, mm-hmm. which is the creepiest fucking thing ever. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> it's so disgusting. And she says, "You're the most logical choice. What guy in Sweet Valley wouldn't pay a dollar to give Jessica Wakefield's twin a kiss?" Uh. And Elizabeth is like, "That job doesn't sound bad. All right, I'll do it." Why? Why? <laughs> that sounds horrible. It's like you know, finding people who engage in sex work of their own free will. But this is just like she's sixteen. Like this is dodgy as fuck. You should not be. It's quite creepy, but I will say it's equal opportunities creepy because they do oh, rope yeah. in a boy as well yeah, to do, they do like the boy half of the kissing. It movie. is so gross and but inappropriate. Kind of I cannot believe the school thinks this is all right. Yeah. So I mean, Liz says she'll do it <laughs> And she starts asking Liz To do other stuff And Liz is like Hang on aren't you meant To be winning this And Jess is like I'm delegating yeah. And there's a great bit Where it turns out She's got Lila To be her assistant But <laughs> Lila doesn't know That she's just an assistant Yeah she's, she's given like, her Some kind of fancy title <laughs> Yes And uh, Liz Is not persuaded by Jess Even though Jess is saying This is a noble cause The cause of Sweet Valley's Civic pride But Liz is unconvinced Because she's working On a special Centennial edition oh, For fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> like every issue isn't just a pie and a praise to Sweet Valley. Yeah. Um, it's a special edition of the Oracle. Yeah. So Alice emerges and calls them double trouble. Uh-huh. My notes say she deserved that they abandoned her like two books ago. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there is a kind of amazing bit where Alice sits in the deck chair and says so what's the agenda for this afternoon more daring rescues foiling an assassination plot or are you two just going to try something simple like taking over a small country (laughs) that is pretty good (laughs) I think that's that ghostwriter getting a little dig in Uh, about the ridiculousness (laughs) so um, we learn again that Ken poor old stupid Ken Ken. is failing English (laughs) He has one more assignment. Yeah, he's got like a, a short story, a short story, a short, short story, story due in on Wednesday. So if he gets a good grade on that, he'll be able to play in this exhibition game. Everyone's really caught up with this whole football game, but like it's an exhibition game, so it doesn't actually fucking matter oh, who yeah. wins. Yeah, like, yeah. It's literally just a game for the sake of it. Yeah. It's not part of any, they're not going to win anything. I didn't even register that. It's not part of a league of any sort. It's just like a show, it's, it's like an entertainment. It's an exhibition game. It yeah. means nothing. <laughs> but the whole school are... Obsessed with yeah, it. Everybody just needs to fucking chill. To the extent that they are breaking Ken's confidences and bringing yeah. Bruce into meetings with his English teacher. Oh my God. Because Bruce is in her head of the centennial <laughs> school <laughs> celebrations. So, um, yeah, uh, a short story is a very tough assignment to give. Mm. You know, it's not like it's a regular English essay. Like, some people just aren't. Yeah, do they mean an essay? Like, cause no, because I mean, it is a story. It was oh, very specifically yeah. fiction. That's true. So they don't have a choice. So, because actually at one stage somebody points out that Ken did quite well in other English assignments. Right, okay. And he's just... He's just really, yeah, got like a... He just can't... He doesn't, he's not a he's not a creative type. No, yeah. But why not? He's doing his own thing. Yeah. Um. So Liz wants to help him and Jess makes a jibe about Suzanne and we get another reminder of his... Of her snooty ways and Ken's down-to-earth habits. And there was no mention of his water skiing, which was oh, so yeah. prevalent just a few books ago. <laughs> so, um, 
we get another, you know, Jess mentioned Suzanne being in Pi Beta Alpha. We get another reminder that Liz is in the, Pi, is in the sorority in yeah. name only. Why are you still in it? Uh, Just leave the fucking thing. I know, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but then it's also like, oh, Elizabeth didn't share Jessica's dislike for Suzanne. But like, you wouldn't fucking think so the way she goes on about her. You clearly <laughs> don't like you her. You clearly do not I like her. I think this she girl. seems a because they're a bit similar. Yeah. In many ways. They're both mm. judgmental. Yes, very true. They're both self-styled intellectuals. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think they're a bit too close to comfort for comfort. <laughs> so, interfering Liz rings Ken and yes. offers to help him. And he agrees. Yeah, he's actually quite relieved um, because he doesn't want to talk about it with Suzanne because he feels like he'll be letting her down if she knows yeah. that he's failing English and he's just kind of embarrassed. Yeah, which is kind of it's sad. Um, it is. So, yeah, he's like, yes, Liz, help me out. Brilliant. Yeah. And we cut to Ken's point of view. He's all stressed because the Palisade Pumas, every time I see them, I think, I can't remember if this is a book that we've done already or is it one of the later ones, but it's when there's some sort of like gang war between the schools or rivalry oh. between the schools and the mean graffiti that the Sweet Valley Boys write is, Palisade Pumas purr like kittens. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, is it trash Burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that is further in. It's like a mini series that they it have. It is. Of it's like a, a big school, school war. war. Yeah. Which is incredible yeah. and hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, so yeah, he's stressed about this because Palisade Pumas are always tough opponents and he's really feeling the pressure. And uh, yeah, there's a hilarious recap of the meeting that Bruce oh was there God. with, as my notes say, for no reason. Literally no In, reason. The committee is not enough, as oh my, my notes say in all caps. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, because he's thinking back about the meeting and he's like, um, yeah, because so the coach was there, Mr. Collins was there, all fine. But then it's like, Ken knew they meant trouble and he knew his grades had been slipping. Bruce Patman was also there. And that seemed a little strange (laughs) until Ken remembered that Bruce was the student president of the Centennial Committee. It's like, no, no, Ken, that's still strange. He should not have been there. You were correct. Like, Yeah, do not let them... What the fuck? Well, we know that they don't have a normal curriculum. No, that's true. They are let off school... At the drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I suppose we shouldn't be surprised. Oh, God. That somebody's academic career is linked <laughs> with their social activities. But it's so like bad. The, but like bringing in a classmate who like really has no business being there. Oh, it's, it's like... Insane. It's just to totally humiliate Ken, basically. I know. It's absolutely like disgraceful. Ken's grades are none of Bruce's business. And, and there's so mean. There's a hilarious bit. Mr. Collins is talking about like Ken's uh, grades and he's been very distracted in class. And then uh, Mr. Collins goes... You're not dumb, Ken. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mr. Collins stated, in the fair way, that wow. it made him a favourite of the <laughs> students. <in Sweet. laughs> Jesus Christ, if that's what takes fair, that they don't actively say you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Bloody so you're not actually a complete fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but, well done. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's all like, that's the problem. You're not working up to your potential. So mm. he has actually been ignoring his studies he has but also like there is so much pressure on like this one person to win this entire game which oh, this, seems incredibly unfair it's incredibly unprofessional and they continue the to put pressure on him because like they, he knows it, it's all kind of riding on him yeah but then they're also like oh you know we're talking about the exhibition game for the centennial it's going to put a damper on the whole celebration if we lose that game we need Ken to win it he's like, 16 why are you saying the this fuck? Why like the whole town to can't have you know it'll spoil their celebration yeah this one boy doesn't play. Jesus Christ, the town could put their big boy pants on and get on with it. Like, yeah, and also, have their the fucking pressure of Ken, even if he plays in it, oh my God. he's going to like have to you know, be miraculously yeah. good. 
Jesus. It's so much pressure. It's really lousy. Like It's, it's way all too much terrible. Pressure. They're yeah. terrible. Well, we know they're terrible. School. We know they're terrible, yeah. yeah. That administration is the worst. It, yeah, it always has been. Mm-hmm. So they all ask Mr. Collins to postpone Ken's, uh, I suppose, anything that tests his grade yeah. until after the committee. But... Um, or after the centennial uh, celebrations uh, but Mr. Collins is all like no suddenly I'm a sticker for the rules even yeah. though I bring in students to he- uh, hear other students yeah I can't go make meetings. exceptions Ooh, it's like you're always making exceptions yeah. for people <laughs> yeah my god yeah like didn't you tell Max that he didn't have to do a proper test yeah after he could just like take it another time or whatever yeah. like there's always shit yes. like that yeah god damn it Mr. Collins <laughs> normally I'm no consistency with that guy yeah. <laughs> yeah. normally I think he's quite a good teacher but no yeah. not now no, sometimes he's terrible sometimes everyone, like when he everyone told has him, their moments yeah like when he told everybody <laughs> to give Bruce a second chance that was bad that was bad yeah, yeah. Um, but Ken is hoping that with Liz's help he can triumph yeah um, and there's an amazing oh this is incredible so Ken uh while thinking, well, okay, Liz can help me save the day. Yeah. Is on his way out and he meets Suzanne. Mm-hmm. She's so gorgeous. He gets chill. <gasps> He's got chills. He's, they're multiplying. Yeah. <laughs> and he is losing control. <laughs> so uh, she's um, she's talking about her, her, you know, asking him, is, is he in a hurry? And says, father's picking me up in a few minutes. Because of course she calls her dad father. Oh, yeah. And then she says her French test was a breeze, but it was hard to understand Miss Dalton's northern French accent. Okay. It's so difficult for me to understand Miss Dalton's accent sometimes. She has this northern French accent and it sounds like ducks cracking. And poor Ken, the sad sap. He laughs with Suzanne, even though he had no idea what she was talking oh, about. Ken. Don't laugh along with her jokes. It wasn't even a good joke. No, it's a mean joke. It's yeah. like, oh, sorry that her authentic accent is yeah. regional. Oh, fucking hell. Like, yours is so fucking perfect. Like, yeah. I was, you know, anyway. I know. But, like, I guess, yeah, we're supposed to, like, think she's a snob and yes, whatever. which she is. But then, there's times where she actually has a sense of humour. Yeah, that's so true. So, she's not really that bad sometimes. Yeah, like, so for most of the book, she's actually okay. She's, she's just... actually kind of fine. And so are her family. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are because you kind of expect her family to be terrible. You, just, you expect usually, it to be like the Patmans. Yes, yeah, so usually like there's a dinner scene with a rich family. They're terrible. And, like, and they're absolutely not. <laughs> no. Um, so we learned that Suzanne isn't a big fa- a football fan. Yeah. Unlike most of the other kids. She do. must be the only one. <laughs> well, that's the thing. This is why I feel weirdly sympathetic for her. Because yeah. I was in that school. The idea that I would be expected to go yeah. to matches To give a shit constantly. about every single game. Yeah, yeah would... I would set me insane. Like, it would make me way more likely to just go, fuck the lot of you. Fuck this, I'm out of here. So... What a palisade. But, oh, they're, they're just as bad, though. I, I think there's no escape. So, um, yeah, the idea, like, that it's a, it's sort of presented as being a character flaw, that she's not, like, rah, rah, rah. She's not a team player. She's yeah. not up for the... She doesn't care about school sports. Yeah. School spirit. Yeah. Um, so, she asks him to dinner to meet her family, and he knows he should be working on a story, but he doesn't say this yeah. because, you know, she doesn't know anything about his... Yeah, she doesn't know he's having issues with his grades or whatever. And he's just like, wants to keep it from her. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come to dinner. Yeah. And uh, he turns up and his... Her dad turns up to collect him in his Rolls Royce <laughs> Silver Shadow. And Ken is like, nice car. What does your dad drive when he wants to impress people? And she jokes, oh, he takes the newer roles. This one's our second card. She winks at him. Yeah. She's got a sense of humour. She is quite funny in places, yeah. Like, she's more interesting than do. a lot of the saps. That's true. Like, they do have little nice jokey moments yeah. between the two of them, yeah. Where it's not, you know, it seems like it is a bit two-sided. Though she is, the whole problem is that she doesn't respect what he's interested in, yes. which is really bad. Yeah, no, it is. But she's not a monster. 
not for most of it. I think towards yeah. the end, it's the like edge they suddenly is. kind of flip her into an, a villain, and it's like, oh, okay. yeah. And then Ted is well. Anyway, we won't spoil it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we learn that even though Ken doesn't understand classical music and art, mm-hmm. he loves how enthusiastic Suzanne is. That is good. That's nice. He likes yeah. that. Now, if only she could be reciprocating it. Yeah, but. it's a pity it's only a one-way street, but yeah. yeah. And as my notes say, what is the difference between her and judgmental Liz? It was literally sneering at somebody who had like two piercings in the Oh ears. my God, yeah. Very true. Um, so he gets into his car and he puts out a tape that, Mo- that Suzanne gave him. It's Mozart. Mm. <gasps> and the concert nearly... Um, he went to a concert of Mozart music the evening the previous week and Ken nearly fell asleep. He had Aww. to struggle to stay awake. <laughs> but he told Suzanne that he enjoyed it so she gave him the tape and like yeah. any time she's been in the car with them he's played the tape and said how much he liked it and he's like that's okay isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you should stick to your own tastes. Uh, you've given it a chance but then he chose, chooses another tape and the raucous sounds of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> the only band that they like when Jessica was having fantasies about being in a club and Mick oh, yeah. Jagger, Mick was, Jagger. <laughs> may I have this dance and oh, Mick God. Jagger um, the whole idea as well that you can't like classical music and I know. you know even as a teenager like when I was a teenager I was listening to like riot girl bands mm. that were just you know sounded like a guitar being played it against a bucket in a shed <laughs> constantly and but I also would like you know listen to a bit of Mozart when I was studying yeah, yeah my yeah. brain dead you can like both yeah but Anna you can like pizza and go no no it's Sweet Valley you can only have one interest oh that's true that's yeah. the rule that has been Elizabeth confirmed. Wakefield would put you right back in your box if you tried to like that, more than one thing at a time that is true if you have broad tastes <laughs> yeah. forget about it so Ken uh, Ken does realise that uh Suzanne wanted to prove of his 30-year-old musical taste. 20-year-old, actually. Oh, yeah, But yeah, he also kind of knows that like, as long as he and Suzanne were together, they'd never go to the beach disco or a rock concert. And it's like, oh, that's so sad. Yeah, <laughs> live a little, Suzanne. Yeah. Loosen up. Do some dancing. Yeah. Um, but then he pictures how beautiful she is and yeah. he's like, I would oh, give he... up anything, even the beach disco. Oh, like he is mad about her. It's quite sweet. Yeah. yeah. But she does, she has no respect for his taste. No. So that is a bad thing. It is bad. So uh, Ken calls over to the Wakefield and he's really stressed for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow he agrees to help Jess with the picnic. Why? <laughs> Why? It's <laughs> just stupid. So she tells him like, she knows obviously about his woes. And she tells, how come like, as well, how has Suzanne not heard something about this? And Jessica knows. It how is it like not all over? Yeah. yeah, it is all over the school because other people are talking about it. They know he they was called are. up to the office. That was it because when Elizabeth rang him to offer to help him, he was like, how did you find out about that? And she's like, oh, that isn't important because mm. you know, it's not your business how the Wakefields decide to help you. <laughs> yeah, so they will just descend once they decide you need their their wisdom. Yes. Um. So, yeah, Jess knows about it, but says with Hemingway Wakefield, oh she'll be grand. He'll be grand. <laughs> Hemingway Wakefield. He recaps his woes yet again. Oh. We know all this. Yeah. And Liz reminds him he was really good at like doing book reports and yeah. essays, but he's like, well, yeah, that's one thing. That's sort of you know, stating things, but this uh, yeah. is a story and making up a story, and he can't do it. Yeah. Um. Neither you know, as my notes say, loads of people can't write stories and uh, this is a bit mad to base you know an entire failing grade on whether you can write good fiction or not yeah that's it's a lot it's a big ask like, yeah. isn't it in fairness it is and Liz actually offers him some good advice like reading some you know tells him to read some good short stories yeah. and sort of look at how they you know what makes the them work the structure of them and yeah yeah which is actually very good writing oh, advice oh no it actually is quite good advice and actually Mr. Collins gives some good writing advice later on that's so. true yeah 
And I think this ghostwriter had, you know, <laughs> delusions and greater <laughs> things. Don't they know you? are supposed to give good advice in Sweet Valley. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so Liz um, gives him her own notes for a short story that she has written. Yeah, because he kind of figures that like, just reading a good short story won't be enough like For he actually him, yeah. feels like he needs to see it done step by step yeah exactly like yeah. bit by bit that then he can try and just copy the process and get his own one out so yeah she gives him like a folder with like a, mm. a secret short story mm. she's written <laughs> and it's got all her notes and outlines and everything so she can kind of he can follow exactly from the first idea yeah. to how it all ended up and I'm not surprised in the slightest that that's how she writes <laughs> she's like got a fucking notice for it though like her five page short story <laughs> That's not how I write my books. And also the idea that it's like, well, you want a good story. Oh, yes. Well, here's one of mine. Oh, my God. She's up there with like Fitzgerald. No, great, oh, oh you should read an amazing American. story. Here's my amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> the pinnacle of short story writing. <laughs> Clearly, it's one of mine. <laughs> I'm a veritable John Cheever. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, she tells him, this is fair enough. She's like, you know, this is very private. I don't really show my work to people, which yeah. is kind of not true because mm. she literally goes to a reading where she yeah. reads her stupid poems. True. This very episode. Um, uh, but he says that, you know, you can trust me, I won't share it. Yeah, just fair enough. So Lila it turns up and we discover she thinks that she is the co-chair. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's kind of doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lila. Yeah, and they, they, this is when they ask Ken to man the boys' kissing booth. Yeah. As my notes say, none of them will have sex, but they'll do this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It's you know oh, it's like so each weird. to their own, but I'm sorry, this is this is weird. fucking weird, it and is. it's something like some girl has to stand there with any boy who turns up and pays a dollar. Mm. Some girl who's like in their class. <laughs> no, like, it also sounds like a great way to get a cold sore. Like, oh my god! Come on. Oh the god! No, she's gonna have to have some injections after yeah. she finishes this. All the flu jabs. <laughs> god knows what else. I'm coming down with a cold right now, no. and I feel myself getting sick. The sicker. thoughts of this aren't helping. <laughs> God, can you imagine the sorts who'd go up and want to get a kiss off and wake Um So, uh, yeah, of course Lila knows all about Ken's woes too. Who doesn't? How does Suzanne not know? <laughs> and then they talk after he goes about, oh, well, Suzanne would obviously dump him. If she knew. Yeah. And the, oh, sorry, here it is. They only agree, Lila and Jess, not to talk about it because they care about Sweet Valley High winning the game. So they think that spreading rumours about Ken would like damage his morale or something. Big picture, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So here is Ken on his way to to Suzanne's mansion, which resembles a southern plantation. Uh, Yeah, I read that and I was like, Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. That is not good. No, it is not. Yeah, it's a huge white structure that resembled a southern plantation house. And uh, Ooh, that's a bad buzz. Yes. <laughs> no, especially given Sweet Valley's, you know, race relations. Yeah. Like, oh, good Lord. Like they're off. <laughs> <laughs> like of any racial diversity whatsoever. God. Um, so uh, the door is opened by a stern-faced man and he thinks it's Suzanne's dad but it's the butler it's the butler a really rude butler yeah he's, he's a bad butler he's a bad butler he's bad at butling he is because he just scowls at him and he's like my name is Mason sir I'm the butler and it's like alright don't you be so fucking rude yeah your entire job is literally to be polite being to guests ni- yeah being polite to people who turn up at the house yeah and you fail dial, at that dial it down a notch <laughs> Mason bad Mason <laughs> god we're as bad as, as that 
yelling at the help. Oh no! But he was rude. There was no need for that. Yeah, that's true. He was. He was very <laughs> unprofessional. He didn't know. Yeah, he was very unprofessional. Yeah. So they. He's led in. It's kind of an amazing room. It's all white with abstract art. And God, yeah. They actually sound like, unlike the rest of the Sweet Valleyans, where everything's like Trump Tower, these actually do sound like kind of, you know. <laughs> They're a bit more sophisticated. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but like literally everything is white. There's like artwork on the walls and then all the furniture and furnishings are white. Yeah, it is a bit crazy. Yeah. And actually, this is another moment where Suzanne is quite likeable because... Uh, Kenna says something like, oh, I feel like I'm in the middle of a blizzard. And she's like, yes, for something like I'm sort of afraid to have people over because in case they get too intimidated. Oh. You know, she's, yeah, she's quite natural and kind of takes the piss out of their house. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Mr. Hanlon turns up, but he's all glamorous. Like he's just stepped out of the pages of Gentleman's Quarterly. Ooh. And he asks Ken to call him Hank, which is Bruce Patman's dad's name. That is his name, yeah. Is that like all the rich men? They're all called Hank. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they are. Hank and Kurt. Yeah, those are the Sorry. only names. What about Kurt. <laughs> Good boy, John. I don't know what Lila's dad's name is. Uh, George? Oh, it is George Fowler. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Okay. Two Hanks, though. Fine. Out of the four, <laughs> four billionaires. Yeah. Um, And this really freaks Ken out when he asks, Hank asks him to call him Hank. Yeah. Because, yeah, Ken's parents had always insisted that Ken address adults by their surnames. So he felt strange calling him by, calling him Hank, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, Ken is just really trying to be polite yeah. and, you know, not fuck this up, basically. But actually, they are really nice. They are, in fairness. Like, they're not in any way rude. They're not like the Hanlons. They're sort of welcoming. The only time they get a bit, ca- not even cagey, but Ken starts asking sort of like, quite intense questions about their uh, yeah. business practices. He's just kind of trying to make small talk and... Kind of yeah, panicking slightly. I think because it's yeah. like I just don't want to mess. And it's just up. a bit awkward, but it's yeah. kind of fine. And then um, Suzanne's brother turns up, and Suzanne's brother has a drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> he turns up. He looks a bit a little rumpled. Oh yeah, and uh, he's introduced. His name is Jeffrey. Yes, um, and he's introduced to Ken, and Ken shakes his hand and says, "Hi, Jeffrey." Hi, Jeffrey replied dully, not seeming to care who Ken was. Oh, Jeffrey's out of it. Yes. <laughs> Jeffrey's on the prescription downers. Oh, my God. He's raided his mother's medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just been smoking his mouth. Or that. Yeah. yeah, whatever he's... Who could blame him for wanting to escape? Oh, Sweet Polly. I know. And while they're on their way to dinner, um, Suzanne tells him, tells Ken, pulls him aside and says, I don't think you should mention football at the dinner table. Yeah. And... Okay, so the reason is that um, apparently Hank thinks that schools focus too much attention on sports in school. And in fairness, if my kid was at Sweet Valley High, they're being constantly taken out of lessons to go to fucking pep rallies. I would agree with them. (laughs) So actually, he's got a point. He is not entirely wrong, yeah. No, he's not. Like, he should be (laughs) sneering at sports, but they clearly put way too much attention on it. quite a lot of emphasis on it. It's deranged. So there's a fancy dining room mm. um, and there's a very la- long description of it and uh, there's maids and Ken knows how to... See, this is... Ken is pretty posh. Yeah, and wasn't it his house where they had like a lake or something beside it? And oh they my had, like... God, they did because they were all parking there one yeah. time. And like he knows... I mean, I don't think when I was 16, I, mean, I did know when I was a bit older, but that like the rule when you have a load of 
cutlery and things is just start the extra start the eating, right? yeah. yeah. Because I tended not to eat anything where there was more than like two spoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fairly obvious which was which. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he, uh, he, he, so he knows how to, you know, eat at a fancy table. Yeah. Um, the food is lovely and like Mr. Ha- Mr. What's-His-Face asks him does he go swimming and he's like yes we go out the o- or go fishing, uh, fishing. Yeah. he's like yes we go out the ocean in a boat it's like huh. what? they're <laughs> clearly living in very rarefied circles I'm more rarefied than I yeah, was yeah because I think there's like um, when he comes up to the house at first he's like oh he kind of mentions how his family are like comfortable but that this is another level yeah but you know they're well. very but, like, comfortable they're pretty fancy yeah. themselves yeah clearly yeah. but then there's a kind of mad bit which I remember confusing me massively mm-hmm. when I read this in my teens because Ken notices that everybody is eating in a weird way. Oh, yeah. But the way they're eating is how we eat. Oh. So they're using their fork and they're like they're basic. They're, you know, well, I feel bizarre that I have to explain this, but <laughs> I did discover later that in, uh, you know, in America, lots of people do eat in a different way. Right. So you know, we just have a fork in the left hand, knife in the right hand, yeah. you cut food up, then you pick it up with your fork in your left hand yeah. that you have just cut up. Yeah. And then you put it in your mouth. Yeah. But <laughs> it is quite normal in America that Ken, which I do find kind of mad, he cuts the food and then switches the fork into his right hand and sort of shovels it up. Oh. Yeah. So I think now what I do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you probably do what most of us do, which yeah. is just like, you know, uh, I feel like I might switch between the two every so often, or like, yeah. like sometimes depends what it is. If it's like yeah, a risotto or something, then you just use your just right use your hand, fork. Or, yeah, um, or spaghetti. Yeah. But if it's a knife and fork and you're cutting up like chicken, yeah, I think it's you know left hand, fork, stick the fork <laughs> in your left. I think I think I do kind of go between the two to be honest. Like I'd chop stuff up yeah. and then chop a bit of it up, yeah, and then just use the fork, yeah. yeah. Well, you're with Ken. But you wouldn't be surprised if you saw somebody using the left. No, like it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I was confused why Ken didn't see, found that this was a a weird thing to do. Yeah. Because just you, having the fork and knife and fork in your hands most yeah. of the time just seemed normal. Right. So, <laughs> I uh, yeah, well, Ken is baffled by it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's he's... He thinks it's very sophisticated. Mm. So, oh yeah, I had to think about this ten times and think, what do I do? do, do? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Like visualize like eating it, a chicken, but trying to think back and be like, how do I do that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's too much for Ken. Yeah, and he's uh, he also has a moment where there's like a trout on the table with the head on and everything, and he looks at it and goes, oh yeah, the fish looked embarrassed and out of place. I know how you feel, buddy. <laughs> Except he is not that out of place. He's not really. Like Apart from he's they doing start eating in their fancy schmancy yeah. way. But yeah, like, like he's like where like Roger when he was eating with the Patmans, he for sure was all out of place. And, and also they were being dicks. And too. they were being dicks, yeah. yeah. But like Ken is actually doing fine. Yeah. yeah. He's able to talk about going out in a boat, which I wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. So um yeah, they uh they start chatting about Shakespeare mm. and actually they don't even do this in an obnoxious way because it turns out that basically Hank's dad was obsessed with Shakespeare and he used yeah. to keep quoting and then it became a joke that they all like then learned a lot of Shakespeare lines and would quote them back as a joke like how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child yeah, yeah. that was a King Lear which I did for my leaving cert so it's burnt into my brain <laughs> that will happen but um, like Mr. Hanlon says oh yeah 
you know, don't worry about it. Like most kids of your age don't much care much for Shakespeare. Yeah, I they don't make it wasn't for my dad. Yeah, they don't make him feel stupid for like not knowing much about. Yeah, and it's obviously like it's a family joke. Yeah, and it's not particular. You know, it's not obnoxious. It's just like something that they got no, off their. They granddad. could be obnoxious and horrible about it, but yeah, it's they're like, not. No, this is fine. We're all just having a laugh. It's great. This is just what they do. Yeah. And it's like you know, it's very good. It's good natured. Yeah, but then. Um, uh, Hank starts talking about how and I can't blame him for this uh, he says it never ceases to be amaze me how schools always seem to have plenty of time for things like football and basketball but real education forget it <laughs> which is true of Sweet Valley High Ooh, well that is true they're constantly always like having you know riots to keep their football pitch which is you know fair <laughs> enough to keep your football pitch but they're like letting, being let off school to go and you know, have yeah. like volleyball. Yeah, but I do feel bad for Ken because then he's like, it's, oh yeah, he's something really on about you know all they want to do is produce more stupid athletes. Yeah, and poor Ken's kind of sitting there like, well, does that mean I'm an idiot? Yeah, no, that is that is mean, and yeah. it's uh, as my notes say, they're honestly not that bad until he makes a job about athletes. Yeah, and Ken thinks like sport has taught me a lot, Aww. but he's too intimidated to say anything. Poor Ken, poor Ken. And afterwards, this is another example of Suzanne not being a bitch. She says, um. That she knows her dad upset him and uh, he defend, you know, sort of apologises for her dad. Yeah. And Ken is defending sport and says he doesn't want her to think that she's a dub jock. And she's okay about it. She's like, well, I know you're not like you're smart in loads of ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, yeah, she says uh, being smart doesn't have anything to do with how many things you know. It has, it has to do with how you think about the things you do know. Yeah. You've got a great mind. That's a lovely that thing to say lovely, yeah. to somebody who's feeling inadequate. Yeah. So yeah, she's not that bad. Um, so Ken meets Bruce and Regina out jogging at night <laughs> when he gets home, and he's so busy with the centennial. Uh, Bruce can only jog by night, and it turns out even Regina likes the Hanlons and says, "Oh yeah, they're really nice." Yeah. So they're not really they're that okay. bad. Yeah. Like their snobbiness about sport is not the worst thing in the world. No, no, it's not. It's not like the the Patmans. No. Uh, it's just, it's not nice. Uh, and it's, it is snobbish and ignorant. But it's like on the not that offensive level of, you know, being a dick. It's yeah. Valley, I think. Um, so Ken thinks Regina Bruce are also an unlikely couple who are happy. Like him and Suzanne. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's like, so, you know, we can make this thing work. It's going to be grand. Yeah, exactly. So he's back trying to write his story. And he's at his type. How does he have his own electric typewriter? He's an, a typewriter. Yeah. Like, why does he have one? I, I don't know. Why does he need one? Does he just have one for schoolwork? I don't know. But why would he even need that? Yeah. Surely he can't demand they type things. <laughs> they were expensive back in the day. That's true. Um, so he's trying to write inspired by Liz, but no joy. Mm. And uh, he procrastinates a lot, which is a very realistic that picture is, of writing, yeah. actually. That, just like well I just found something else to do that is very relatable he starts doing his maths homework instead and yeah. then it's like half ten and he's like okay I should guess I should go back to this yeah. and keeps kind of faffing around but then Suzanne rings him mm. and invites him to go to the cinema to go see The Seventh Seal yes um, and she's before Bill ha- and Ted so he won't recognise any of the oh. <laughs> yeah I have to say this meant nothing to me yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah she's, she's like oh you've seen it before right it's a Bergman film and he's like no oh and Suzanne is not like fucking ass. It's like he's sixteen. No, like Suzanne is kind of a dick about it. She's yeah, like, she what? is. This is when she starts being a bit of a yeah. dick. She's like, I can't believe you've never seen it. It's like, why the fuck would he have seen it? Yes, as my notes are. Oh, FFS, Suzanne. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it is brilliantly parodied in Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey. Oh, okay. Because that's where death and playing chess with death comes from. Oh, it's all from the Seventh Seal. <laughs> So uh, he wouldn't even recognise that. He wouldn't oh. even, because it's a few years before Bill and Ted. Oh, poor Ken. So, Never Ken, a chance. <laughs> be excellent to each other, Ken. No. 
<laughs> so uh, I think that's how I first uh, heard about the Seven Seal okay. was the because uh, the piss taken Bill and Ted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously this is a few years in the future. Um, so Ken knows he should work on a story, but of course he says he'll go. Yeah. Yeah. He's really running out of time now because he's it's already like it's super late. It's, two days. It's due in like the day after the following day and now yeah. he said he's going to go to the cinema the following night oh, when he should be Ken. running on a story damn it Ken then he falls asleep yep. in his chair all night and then he's late for school damn it Ken <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Colin gives some actual sensible advice the yeah. next day at school about writing fiction mm. so um, he's all like less is more make sure you've said what you want to say as simply as you could don't make your composition sound as if you wrote it with a thesaurus in your lap very good advice yeah so, fair play, Mr. Collins. All good, yeah. But later he asks Ken if Ken is okay and Ken is like, oh yeah, I was just up really late, late last night working on the story but he doesn't say that he didn't write anything. Yeah, yeah. And like he was, he tried to work on it, he just couldn't focus. Yeah, um, poor Ken. It's just not his meteor. It's not his bag, yeah. Um, so, his teammate Scott Trost throws a ball at him mm-hmm. in the corridor and yeah. there's like some incomprehensible football talk. <laughs> It's just like, it's a lucky you're not a receiver, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, whatever. I can't remember enough of the details from Friday Night Lights to remember. The- <laughs> yeah, to make sense of it all. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Scott is like, oh, you and Suzanne are not a likely pair. Um, and this riles up Ken. And then Suzanne meets uh, him and asks him to dinner before the film. And he knows he should be working on the story, oh, but of man. course he says yes. Yeah. And then I think doesn't football practice is going to run late. Yes. So he's basically just going to have no time at all this evening. Yes. And it's all going tits up very quickly. Yeah. And as my notes say, Oh, Ken. Oh, Ken. <laughs> and Liz needs to turn up and he lies and is all like, oh, yeah, everything's coming along great. And then Liz literally sort of leads him away from Eden, like a foot away. And goes, oh, God. Oh, what did you think of my story? Um, and of course, he says he loves it. Yeah. And what else were you going to say? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Like, actually, Liz. Well, actually, I've got some feedback for you, Liz. <laughs> like, you fucking what? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so later, he's course he's got his five minutes to work on it and he's staring yeah. at the blank page oh oh this is two in the morning so he's actually been oh yeah he's been and gone he's been and gone yeah he's had his, his night out and we hear all about Liz's crappy story oh it sounds shite doesn't it it's just about how amazing Sweet Valley is yeah it's literally fucking yawn just about how amazing it's a new kid has come in, has moved to town and yeah. walks around Sweet Valley and thinks Sweet Valley is brilliant yeah, yeah. that is literally That's it basically it yeah um, so obviously Ken is impressed by this as well because he has drunk the Sweet Valley Kool-Aid and <laughs> anything that praises it is good of in course. his eyes yeah. so he thinks back to his date and it turns out they had dinner beforehand just the two of them him and Suzanne and it was great Yeah. but then poor Ken was baffled Oh, baffled by the film yeah the film was just pure nonsense yeah. to him poor Ken yeah. You know, in fairness, like, Seven Seal is not really a <laughs> intro to art film. That, you know, you could get him into the indie film, you know, the, yeah. the art house film. Yeah, someone into that. You don't, in, don't drop him straight in the deep end. Yeah. Um, and uh, then, then, there was an amazing bit. <laughs> because he meets Suzanne's friends. First of all, he's never met any of them before. And uh, <laughs> why does he not know them? Why aren't they in yeah. school? But one of them is called... <laughs> Alan Partridge! <laughs> <laughs> His actual name is Alan Partridge. <laughs> it really is. And this was a, I don't know, about eight years before Alan Partridge. Surely, yeah. Hit the airwaves. Oh my God. It's amazing. So I actually shrieked <laughs> when I saw Look at my notes. There it all comes. One of them is called Alan Partridge. Oh my actual God. <laughs> That's a lot of exclamation marks. A lot. Sadly, Alan Partridge. 
uh, the sports casual garb which he's doubtless oh wearing God. doesn't get to say very much no not so much doesn't really say anything no it's this guy called Mark does most of the talking oh he is a dick and he's an asshole and just oh. makes Ken feel really he's horrible sad he's really rude it's and so mean and yeah they make fun of Ken because he kind of like he thought the film was a load of shite which you know that's fair yeah fair play Ken you've so got your right think, to your opinion so Ken was like coming along to this they were going for pizza afterwards and Ken is like expecting everyone else to make fun of the film too but they're all raving about how brilliant it was yeah and then he's like oh you know it was really interesting but which one was Ingrid Bergman and they're all just like and they're all like oh my god Ingmar Bergman is the director yeah and then Mark is such a prick. He goes, don't worry, Ken. People make that mistake all the time. The two of them look so much alike. Oh, and it. they all start laughing. And Mark is just so, he's just, there's an entire page of just being a prick. He's horrible, yeah. He's really condescending and rude. And there's just no need for it. And he starts nearing a football. And um, then Suzanne does something bad. Suzanne says, oh, Ken doesn't really care about all that. Oh. He just does football, does it, does, plays football to keep in shape. Yeah. Like, so. she knows he cares about it. Yeah, so that's not cool, Suzanne. No, that's mean. Not cool. And later he tells Suzanne he doesn't fit in with her friends and she's like, oh, give yourself time. You'll be bagging on about Ingmar Bergman too. Um, and Ken is about to protest. But then Suzanne kisses him. Mm. And he's like, oh, well. Oh, yeah, he's just so mad about her. He just kind of keeps glossing over all their clear issues. Yes, <laughs> that she is dismissive of his tastes yeah. and that her friends are really rude to him They're and she didn't horrible. defend them. Yeah. Didn't defend him. Mm. And later on, He's trying to write and he just can't do it. And he knows Suzanne will dump him if he fails. Yeah. So he has a terrible idea. Uh-oh. What is his idea? <gasps> He's just going to straight up steal that story. Yeah, he is. So yeah, the fact that like Liz hasn't ever shown the story to anybody else and he's kind of rationalising it because he's like, well, like no one else is going to see it. It's just going to be Mr. Collins yeah. reading it. Which it should be. Which you would expect would be mm. the case. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he's just like, fuck, I'll just, I'll just do this because it's just getting later and later. He's not going to get it written. He can't do it. And he's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do yeah. this. So he just types out, a new, types out a new title page in a moment of desperation, yeah. puts his own name on it. And is just like, right, that's that done. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, that's... But he really feels terrible about it. He like, does. As soon as he does it, he's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he just can't see any other way yeah, he, around He this. really is trapped, or yeah. so he feels. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jess is enraged because she's discovered Lila is going to New York City. <laughs> she's going to miss the picnic. Oh, no. And she won't have time to help beforehand. Yeah. So now she's short-staffed. And Liz meets Ken and asks about a story wed because he's got to file it this morning. And Ken feels so guilty. He feels he has to tell the, tr- the truth. Aww. But then Jess turns up and starts giving out about Lila. <laughs> and the moment is lost. Yeah. For Ken to... Um, to come clean. Yeah. And then Jess is like, well, I suppose I'll get Lila to buy me some things in New York. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's grand God, then. Like whiplash her, you know, I know, following her mood swings. It's very changeable. <laughs> and then... Uh, Suzanne has her literary evening in a fancy annex to the school library. Yeah, it sounds really fancy, like wood panelled and... <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Nice, yeah. Um, and it's full. And Liz, God, I mean, I swing so uh, so quickly between <laughs> being annoyed by Suzanne's snobbishness, but then being like, fuck off, Liz. I know. So... Um, Elizabeth is happy for Suzanne there'd been a good turnout but she wondered whether it was because of the readings because there wasn't much else to do on a Wednesday like, night give her some credit yeah, <laughs> like Jesus <fuck off. laughs> she just can't let her have anything sorry there isn't a beach disco oh, on oh god yeah anyway you're there yeah so what are you else doing on the making everybody read night? your stupid poem yeah but Elizabeth continues to be super rude then because there's like these other people are getting up and reading their poems and she's just sitting there sneering like oh these poems are shy so one of them is really terrible and, you know it does sound terrible yeah. but she's like you know she knew how much the poem was meant to the girl but it just seemed silly and it's like well I hope someone laughs at your fucking poem if that's yeah. how you're going to be 
Oh, well, no, we learned that Wakefield oh. writing transcends of course. everything. Yes. So, um, L- Olivia is there. She reads a poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winston is there. Surprises everybody with an amazingly funny series of short poems. Yeah. Um, they're her only friends. The rest are some wanderers who yeah. we never hear from We again. don't care about. <laughs> and, of course, everybody thinks Liz's poem is brilliant. Oh, God, yes. The applause began soft at first, then full and sincere. Because, you <laughs> see, everybody else just got pity applause. Yeah. Not but when Elizabeth read hers, that was some real ass applause. Oh, they're just <laughs> crying with... Worship for oh, her, God. and Suzanne is all like, "Next time Ken can read something, because if he puts the effort into writing, he could put into football. He'd be amazing." Um, and she disses sports. Liz yet again thinks she's a, she's a snob. Yeah, and um, she's unsettled that Ken didn't want to talk much about his story. But it's like, why should he? I mean, I know in this yeah, case like, it is because he stole her story. Yeah, but also stop badgering him. Like, yes, <laughs> like you constantly are. Yeah. So uh, she's at the Oracle office. She's reveling in the quality of their boring sounding special edition. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the feast for the years that they have in this supposed, you know, super special edition. Like articles, an interview with Coach Schultz on the big game by John Meifer. Boo. Boo. Um, articles by Penny on the picnic of the parade. Which hasn't happened yet. An article mm-hmm. about the history of Sweet Valley. By the history teacher. By the history teacher, yeah. And a piece by Olivia Davidson on the new mural in the post office. What? There's no f- proper features. No. <laughs> um, and it's one of the best issues they've ever done. Oh, God. But, um, oh, then Jessica comes in and uh, there's a problem with the posters for the picnic. The date is wrong. Yeah, and she, she gave the printer the wrong date. <laughs> Damn it, Jessica. And so she uh, basically has to sit there and tip X everything out. Yeah, and write in the right one. Oh, and there's a great bit where she asks Liz, can she use the phone to call Frankly Speaking to get a plug for the picnic? <laughs> a nice little throwback. Get Jeffrey Franks to give it... Oh, was he Jeremy Franks? Jeremy, Jeremy Franks. Franks, yeah. Um, So Liz is like, oh, Jessica, you're amazing. And then Penny comes in and says they have a last minute edition that's going to be on the front page of the Ooh. of the Oracle. Yeah, what could it be? <laughs> it's a story by Ken. Oh, God. Except it isn't by Ken, obviously. Of course, yeah. And Mr. Collins, this is terrible, Mr. Collins. It's really bad. Passed on his story that he that was his, you know, assignment that you think only your teacher was going to read. Yeah. He just passed it on to the entire newspaper staff. Oh, God. Yeah, because Elizabeth is like, oh, I never would have thought Ken would submit something. And Penny's like, oh, yeah, oh, he, he didn't. didn't. Yeah. Mr. Collins just brought it in. Like, why wouldn't he ask him if it's okay Mr. to Collins, do that? Mr. Collins, don't share his work with people. I know, yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, we're going to have a staff meeting in a few minutes, so you can talk about that, and then we'll agree to publish it and tell Ken. And everyone goes on about how what a wonderful work of genius the story is. And Liz is like, oh, we can't publish it because it's fiction. But it's so amazing that the others don't care. So, um, uh, so yeah, they uh, they can't reveal the truth. So um, Liz runs off to find Ken and she waits outside the locker room with, you can imagine the results. And she confronts Ken and he's so horrified to find that they're going to share his oh, yeah, like plagiarized story. He doesn't want this at all. Like. Yes. She feels sorry for him. Yeah, she does because he's kind of like, fuck, this is not what was meant to happen at yes. all. So yeah, she's not actually mad. Well, she's mad, but you know, yeah, yeah she can understand. So she bump, he bumps into Suzanne who's heard about the story and she goes on about how, oh, Ken, you need to hone your gift and enter this competition to win a summer seminar at Yale. Oh, Jesus. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> None of this is of any interest in me whatsoever. Yeah, and he's in out of his head. He's caught in a web of lies. He is, yeah. Um, and she's like, you should drop football to concentrate on your art so that you can just win this game and go out in a blaze of glory. Oh, God. <laughs> so at home, he's at his typewriter because he has an idea. And Suzanne calls asking him to an exhibition and she's a bit of a dick when Ken says he can't go. Yeah. 
Yeah, because um, it's like the first time he said he can't come to something and she's suddenly all harsh with him and like, oh, I can't see what's so important. This is special. And I told she, everyone you'd be there and just kind of hangs up on him. Yeah. It's like, all right, that was rude. But then he doesn't care because he's got an idea. He has an idea for something he wants to say. Typing very slowly. It sounds he can't type. So why does he have a typewriter? They describe it as hunt and peck typing, which is yeah. really cute. It is super cute. But like, why does somebody who types like that fork out the actual a typewriter, typewriter know, that you yeah. don't use? Um, so the next day, Liz is taking the Oracle page proofs to the printers with her own story in it. And she meets Ken, who asks her to pull that story and replace it with his own special text. Yeah, Elizabeth's all kind of cold with him because she's like... Understandably. Yeah. Which uh, is fair. But yeah. yeah, she reads the story he's after writing and she's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing here. That's she's like, fine. are you sure about this? And yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, it's the bravest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh. So then it cuts to Jessica and uh, Winston. And we have shown in recent books that Jessica, like, or Winston sees through Jessica's bullshit. He's no longer in her thrall. Oh, no, not at all. Like. And so why is... Uh, in this, it's why is he why is he so easily swayed by her? Because mm. it's literally like Jessica. He's, his voice is cracking, uh, <laughs> and she could do any. He could he'll do anything to impress her, but she's gonna he's going to help her with the decorations, and he has an amazing idea for the decorations. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> do you want to share it? It's on um, page yeah, like they're going to do like banners and streamers yeah, and stuff. Normal, but what Winston would like to do is make an enormous model of a computer out of tissue pa- tissue paper and chicken wire to put over the bandstand. You know, in honor of the town's leading industry. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they're all in the computer business. Hell, that and canning. <laughs> oh yeah, big can next to us, big old yeah. tin of beans. Um, so uh, yeah, apparently Je- Winston has now taken you know several steps back and is now just brainwashed by Jessica. Will do whatever she wants. Yeah. So the oracle is out with this new story by Ken, and it's basically about somebody who has lied, but knew they had to come clean. Yes. So it's sort of a confession. Yeah. They could all read that it's, it's about of, him. Yeah, it's like, I cheated. The whole situation. Is, you know, I took credit for something that didn't belong to me. Yeah. And everyone knows it's about him. It's the talk of the school. He's been called into Chrome Dome. So he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be suspended. And Liz is actually really nice. She says, look, I'll come with you. I'll tell them I just helped you with your first story. Yeah. But then, you know, your but second you one was better. To write the second one. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I have to come clean. Mm. And Chrome Dome says, well, nor- so goes goes to the office and Chrome Dome says, normally you we'd fail you, but they're extenuating circumstances because he- what are the extenuating uh, circumstances? The centennial game, of course. Oh, yeah. That is literally <laughs> it. Um, and you were really brave and obviously you wanted to win the match. So Mr. Hanlon has been proved right that they don't give a shit about academics and no. they don't do anything for their stupid sports. Yeah. Oh, it's not great. <laughs> so the paper would have gotten an A normally, but because of the circumstances, they'll bring it down to a C. Yeah. But that's still enough for him to pass the year. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's it's not great that they are giving special treatment to football players. Which they literally are. Which they totally are. But also, I'm kind of glad Ken is. Oh, happy. I am happy for Ken. And he was <laughs> brave. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mr. Collins all like, you could be a writer between football practices. Ha ha ha. At least yeah. Mr. Collins acknowledges you could like two things. Um, so uh, Happy Ken finds Suzanne and she's all you've humiliated me in front of my friends who don't go to the school so Suzanne calls Ken a common thief oh my god yes that's so mean yeah that is harsh (laughs) words like he's clearly written a very thoughtful you know story about this and how bad he feels about it and she's like you're a common thief it's like shut up Suzanne you've humiliated me in front of my friends who don't even go to the school so how they know about this is inexplicable yeah Um, so Ken shattered and he walks to the football field but of course 
everybody cheers. Oh, it's lovely because he's like, he's really yeah. sad now and he's like, everybody else thinks like this too. Yeah. But then he comes, you know, up onto Aww. the field and everyone's like, ah, oh, you're amazing. This is great. His teammates are there for him. They've which got is really back. nice. Yeah. Scott Trost, who's everywhere for some reason in this yeah. book. <laughs> He makes a speech. Who is he? But yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, and Ken feels like he's at home. Yeah. So it's picnic day. Hooray. And unsurprisingly, everything is amazing. Of course it is. Because it's Sweet Valley. It rained like once in the series of 27 books. Yeah. So of course it's sunny. And Elizabeth opens up her bedroom window and looked out to the beautiful Sweet Valley morning. Oh. Everything was perfect for Sweet Valley centennial <laughs> celebrations. It couldn't have been a better day if it had been custom made. Oh God. Oh God, Lord, just dial it down. <laughs> So, of course, there's loads of stupid events. Yeah. Like, there's a parade, and then there's an unveiling of a new mural, and then there's a party for Lionel Howard, who had turned 100 years old. Oh. And then there's a football game in the yes. afternoon. And Elizabeth could barely contain her excitement. <laughs> but then there's a kind of amazing moment, because Jessica is in distress. Oh, no. Yes. She uh, arrives in asking, does Liz have any money? Or because Jessica needs money to get a plane ticket and escape. Just to get out of town. She's out of here. <laughs> I have to move away from Sweet Valley and change my name. I'll let you know where I am in a couple of years. But you can't ever tell anyone. <laughs> Jess is amazing in this book. She's great. <laughs> she's very entertaining in this and the last one. Yes, yeah. Um, but it's because she's, she's being like endearing and not ruining anyone's life for no reason. This is you true. <laughs> good point. She's got no weird vendettas yeah. for no good reason. So that's nice. <laughs> so we learned the reason she wants to escape town is because she forgot to confirm the caterers and now they have no food for no. the picnic. And it is meant to be a picnic. Yeah. So she comes up, she's desperate and she comes up with an idea. She's going to be the caterer. Uh-huh. And Liz remembers the old seafood lasagna or whatever it was that <laughs> yeah. she cooked and poisoned her whole family yeah. and um, <laughs> is a bit worried, understandably. Mm. So it's uh, it's time for the game. It is. And Everyone's you, there. Yeah, except Jessica because she's off working on the picnic. So you know Jessica's taking this seriously. She's hard she's, at work. She's not in the cheer squad she's this She's missing time. from the cheer pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big gap. It really is serious. <laughs> and the Sweet Valley Chorus. Who the hell are they? Fuck if I know. They sing the national anthem. <laughs> All right then. Um, so the, the game begins. Yes. It's tense. It's, it is. There's... A lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and it makes absolutely no sense to me. So nope. there's bullets being snapped and yeah. receiving and all kinds of things going on. I'm a snooty Suzanne Hanlon type. I don't understand this. Yeah. Oh, she game turns ball. up there, doesn't she? Suzanne is actually watching. Well, yeah, game. Liz notices. Uh, Liz mm. is there with Enid and um, she goes to get a hot dog and she notices Suzanne. She's like tensely watching the game. Yes. And. Uh, Ken somehow wins the game. Does yeah, like I literally scores just wrote, a I touchdown just, or a try just, or whatever the hell it is. I wrote down football, 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 football. Ken does a thing. They win. <laughs> That's much more to the point than the actual book. Yeah. Where it goes on for a very long time. Yeah. I don't know what it is he does exactly, but no. he gets a touchdown and hooray. It's all they all fine. win. Yeah. And yet again, he's carried aloft. Yes. Um, and then Suzanne finds him and is all like, oh, you're so brave. You're so amazing. I misjudged you. Fair. Yeah, and she's like, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. And it's like, oh, well, this is good. But then she's like, okay, well, now apologize. Come to a history lecture with me and my friends. Ugh, yeah. And he's like, oh, you, I'm doing the kissing booth. <laughs> and understandably, she's not very happy about that. <laughs> but she frames it as being like, no, I've got to, you know, 
she says like you've you've got to grow up yeah like she kind of cuts him off even before realising I suppose what he's saying about this whole kissing booth situation yeah. but she's just like oh you know grow up all that stuff is behind you you don't want to go to that silly picnic and it's like well, yeah he does want to go to the fucking picnic yeah what like calm it? down <laughs> like he's just won a game he doesn't want to go off to a history lecture <laughs> which is come on I mean, come on really. like, yeah. Um, so yes Ken is like yes it is time for me to grow up, to start making decisions on my own, like a mature person. She's like, oh, brilliant. And he's like, but my mature decision is not to go to the picnic. <laughs> In your face. Yeah. And then there's this bit of it that is unconvincing because he sort of looks at her as if he's seeing her for the first time and he yeah. realises he just loved an image and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and kind of realises how much she's been trying to change him and like not reciprocating at all when mm. he was interested in what she liked. Those parts are fine. Yeah. But then there's the bit where he says, you see, Suzanne, History lectures bore me. Art films bore me. Your friends bore me. And I guess if you want to know the truth, I guess you bore me too. Ooh, ouch. I know. That's <laughs> also, they clearly did actually have a bit of a spark. I mean, they did. They did have a nice time. A lot. They did nice little moments together. Yeah. And like, she wasn't boring, but she just wasn't a very good girlfriend, I suppose. No, she wasn't. And her dismissal of his interests was terrible. That was bad, yeah. But like, in terms of people's terrible boyfriends in the history of Sweet Valley <laughs> I just feel that they I don't know were they trying to make her more of a nuanced person I think I was just surprised know, yeah. that she had a sense of humour and she she did and they, they kind of her family were nice they and, were you know they just really had a downer on sports but <laughs> um, it was a bit pathological but uh, I suppose she she could have been worse She oh she absolutely could which have. is not a good reason to go out with somebody no but like yeah, all the way through the book, it was like, she was grand. They just obviously had very different interests. But it was only kind of towards the end, she kind of started to get, you know, a yeah. bit bitchy. Also, Ken never said, I don't like this. That's true. So, you know, can <laughs> really complain to some extent. Yeah, he'd kind of just go along with it and be like, well, this is what you're supposed to do when you're yeah. in a relationship with somebody. But it's like, you can also just tell her that you're not really into this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, let's just agree that we have different tastes and we don't have to yeah. hang out with each other. You don't other have to like all the same things. Anyway, no, he... he just he's gives he's quite cold. He, and he's yes. like, "See you around." Mm. He walks off. So, cut to the picnic, where Liz has been kissing people for two fucking hours. Yeah. What? I have questions. Go on. <laughs> I think we all do. Do any immediately spring to mind? Like. <laughs> So, okay, Where you, do you, begin? you pay a dollar for a kiss, but like, I'm assuming it's just other students. But like, does that mean that any old random creepy oh, old guy can just walk up and that. be like, oh, kiss a kiss. Like, oh, I bet they do. You know? And is it like on the cheek or on the lips? I'm guessing it's the lips. I mean, that kind of seems to be what it would be. Is it like, like tongues? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't. But I the whole not. thing <laughs> is absolutely demented. <laughs> so... It's horrifying. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, I two hours. Oh, oh God. Mm. Ugh. I'm literally wiping my mouth. Yeah. The thought. It's bad. But then, to make up for that, this a great moment. Because who's performing? Oh. It's the droids. Hooray for the droids. <laughs> and I am not going to describe the outfits because we will save that for mm. you. But we do hear that Dana is prancing around the stage in a near frenzy. As only Dana can. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wish we could see this glorious vision. And then get very excited about this because Liz, with her with her strange eye for uh, <laughs> spotting God. people who might or might not need her help, or will at least give her an opportunity to yeah. inflict her help on people. 
spies. Lynn Henry! Oh ho. And uh, Lynn is in their class. And we're told, she never mentioned before, obviously. Mm. And we're told that uh, she's terribly shy. And as far as Elizabeth knew, Lynn didn't have any friends. Fucking hell. So, but she also has never seen her outside of school. So for all she knows, she's Lynn got is friends. having friends, you know, outside of school. Who would blame her for not wanting to hang around know, with yeah. Sweet Valley monsters? Yeah, but Lynn is just kind of standing there staring at the droids while they're playing. Like she's fascinated... And Elizabeth is like, hmm, something's going on here. <laughs> yes. And then it's obviously, it means something towards this music. And then uh, uh, Elizabeth thinks, oh, I'm just getting carried away again. It's her writer's imagination. Oh, stop it. Ugh, just your <laughs> interfering nosiness is what it is. Yeah. And then, oh, this bit is amazing. So, uh, you know, Jessica is conspicuous by her absence. And Liz is wondering where she is. And she realises that when there is food set up in the picnic, mm. but instead of hot, dog or hot dogs, hamburgers and fried chicken, there's just lots of trays of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> and lots of bags of crisps. Yeah. Now, when I read this first, I didn't realise that jelly was jam. And I was like, what oh, yeah. is this disgusting yeah, concoction? Mm, it doesn't sound good when you think it's When we jam. say it's jelly is what Americans or, say, jello. Je- yes, exactly. And to be honest, even peanut butter and jam. It's still not great. I've tried it and I'm like, nah. Uh, no. I don't no. Like, Independently, great. I don't even like jam. Together though. No. And I only really like peanut butter really, like in yeah. sort of a satay sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aren't you fancy? I'm very fancy. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'd have a peanut butter sandwich if it needs to be. Uh, or just some peanuts. That'd be grand. Yeah. Uh, but um, realise that Jessica has spent all morning making these uh, sandwiches. <laughs> but no, let's picnic. Seem to mind the oh. simple fare. Oh, all right then. Um, and uh, yeah Regina and Bruce approach Liz and say like having a good time <laughs> and Liz says it feels as if my lips are going to fall off oh god <laughs> <laughs> what have they made you do why <laughs> and then Regina's like entranced by the droids and says I knew music was going to be wonderful but I never thought it could be this good oh wow because <laughs> you know the droids are the, the pinnacle droids are the pinnacle it's true well that's fair enough you're not going to top them yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> it's like, have we got a problem here? No. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then Bruce says to Liz, I'm sorry about your lips, Br- uh, Liz, <laughs> but I'm sure there are a lot of worse ways to raise money. Well, not I, much worse. <laughs> I mean, in terms of things that are legal to do for a charity. It's pretty rough. <laughs> I now say Bruce and Regina to comment on the kissing like this is a totally normal thing to do oh my god yeah Elizabeth is like oh it is for a good cause but I must have kissed 150 guys this afternoon Ugh. that's uh, oh. why are they making you do this why? <laughs> I'm so upset uh, but Bruce is looking for Jessica and he can't find her yes. and Liz can't, hasn't seen her either and then after Bruce and Regina walk off <laughs> it's amazing Liz hears a voice calling her name in a stage whisper yeah. like Liz Liz, Liz. <laughs> and it's Jessica hiding in a bush amazing amazing she, literally she, she parted the branches and found Jessica crouched <laughs> low inside the bush <laughs> the mental image fantastic it is incredible oh um so Bruce spe- sees her and he drags her off to the stage and just is like, oh no. Yeah, Jessica's been hiding because she's mortified because everyone paid $7 each for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and potato chips. Yep. So yeah, she said she left the, the receipts for Bruce and ran and only came back because she wanted to make sure they didn't mistake you for me and lynch you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is thoughtful of her. Actually, usually thoughtful. She's usually, usually she happy. Just, she just let Liz take the fall for yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm actually surprised she did that. Yeah. Um, so Bruce gives a speech and it's, uh, he sort of thanks everybody in kind of cheesy way and then reveals that Jess's catering saved so much money 
Um, because she didn't go to the fancy caterers, she yeah. just made her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. The picnic made a fortune. Hooray! And it is kind of brilliant that Jess uh, sort of covers and is like, "Oh yes, uh, oh, she recovers beautifully." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, "This wasn't. It wasn't worth spending the money. This is supposed to be a fundraiser." And the point of a fundraiser is to raise lots of money. I decided to cut costs and serve sandwiches and potato chips. Oh, wow. Amazing. So, I fair if, um, play, Jess. You handled that, that very well. That money that's raised is going to go towards fixing those fucking roads around <laughs> by the Martins' house. Because, come on, people. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Big sweep of the glass. Get <laughs> yeah. a good bin collection. Come on. Yeah, well, I'd like to think so, but we know that You'd won't hope, happen. But, yeah. No, they don't <laughs> care about poor people. They really don't. Um, so... Meanwhile, uh, the droids kick back in to, to the beat. Mm-hmm. And um, I do they know the crowds are just clapping. Jalyn is just walking away from the bandstand. Oh, no. And she looks terribly depressed. Oh. And she's crying. And of course, although Elizabeth didn't know Lynn well, she wondered if there was anything to do <laughs> to help her. Now, normally I would think it's nice to see if you can do something for somebody who's yeah, upset. Who's upset, yeah. But... We know that her motivation is just no, pure interference. She just insists on inserting herself into people's issues and it's like, there is no need for you to get involved here. Yeah. Step away. Yes. <laughs> she will never, ever learn. No. So, uh, she try- She sort of tries to follow her but then she gives up um, and uh, Elizabeth made a move to follow but then collected herself. She had made her gesture of friendship. <laughs> Elizabeth had to respect Lynn's desire to be alone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how that's all going to play out. Definitely, yeah. the next book is just about Elizabeth leaving Lynn alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really thin. It's just like one page. Yeah, um, and the droids begin to tune their instruments for the next song. They're not an orchestra. Like what? If their instruments go out of tune with a five minute break, yeah. they really need to invest. In what are some you doing, lads? Better, better gear, and uh, Elizabeth, because she's really God. It's since Todd left. You'd think it would make her more independent, but it's just made her more interfering. Because all the books since he left, it's just been her poking her nose She's in. She's too much time on her hands. Yeah, just get a hobby. Well, if she didn't believe that people could only do one thing at a time, now. she would be there you better go. occupied. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's just thinking about, nosing about Lynn. It's like, it's strange she doesn't even have any friends. Mm. Well, in fairness, you know, given the options in Sweet Valley. <laughs> Can you blame her? I, I, I can't. <laughs> And then Liz eggs. it must be terrible, she thought, to be in such a large group of people and not be friendly with anyone. Elizabeth's heart went out to the girl. Then and there, Elizabeth made a promise to herself. When she returned to Sweet Valley High on Monday, she would make an effort to get to know Lynn Henry a little better. Oh. Lynn has been in your class for at wow. least four years <laughs> and you've done nothing. No. So you see her crying next to the droids once and so you're like, oh, maybe this person Time who has no friends, in. I should actually be friendly to her and not yeah. have ignored her for four years. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. And the, the can oh. you read the final tagline? Yes, okay. So, for our next book, Can Elizabeth Help Lynn Henry Overcome Her Shyness? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 28. Alone, Alone in the, the crowd. crowd. Oh, and I cannot even describe how excited I am about this. That this is my or Sweet Valley book, my or text, my favourite <laughs> Sweet Valley book. It has the the theme tune. Mm. Oh, I'm going to have to take the ukulele into the studio. You the sure are. The full version. <laughs> God damn you are. Day after day, I'm feeling kind of lonely. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> this is how it's always been. Yay. I'm on the outside. She is looking in. Do, 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 do. Oh, wow. Oh, there'll be more of that. Just so more good. into the months. 
So, on that bombshell, wow. to quote to quote Suzanne's friend Alan Partridge. Oh God! Uh, do you have any stats on outfits? I do. Okay, so the Wakefield blondness gets mentioned three times. God, another below average episode. If you thought that was below average, what? The blue green eyes get one mention. I, I, I know. I'm actually speechless. I know. I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm just goggling at her. <laughs> oh my lord. It's terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. Fucking hell. I know. Ugh. It's very disappointing. I'm stunned. <laughs> Hopefully, the next book won't leave us down like that. Well, no. We can we, only hope. We can't predict them now. They've been going down a bit recently. They have. They have. They need to pick their game back up again. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other good stats? Okay. So, we have some outfits. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, Suzanne, at one point, uh, is looking just wonderful Ooh. in a short skirt and a loose-fitting silk pullover that accentuated her willowy figure. It's a of odd silhouette. Isn't it? Yeah. A loose fit. So, it's like a silk jumper? A silk pullover? Yeah, I guess it must be. Not for the silk, aren't they? They are. I love a bit of silk. <laughs> they really are. Well, they <laughs> have to, you know, keep those dry cleaners dry in business. Cleaners in business. Yeah. Uh, that's true. But anyway, the day is absolutely saved by Dana Larson. Oh, God, yes, it is. <laughs> so at the picnic, when the droids are up on stage, as Dana's jumping around in a frenzy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> prancing in a pr- frenzy. Prancing, you're right. Dana Larson, the lead singer, was wearing... Are you ready? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You're not ready. I'm not. I don't think I'll ever be ready. <laughs> so Dana was wearing a red parachute silk oh. jumpsuit. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm literally her. clenching my fist and doing a sort of a fist love pump. Her. Love her so much. Oh, she's the best. Thank God for Dana Larson. And I'll her jumpsuits. <laughs> oh, there are going to be more jumpsuits. There are going to be more oh, in the next book. It's going to be jumpsuits. It's only even, going to, even going to be just Dana wearing them. So excited. Oh, it's all been building up to this for me. Oh, it really has. I was going to say it'll be downhill from there, but no, it won't. No, it won't. Because there is a lot of... We're reaching crazy town. <laughs> we really are. Oh, this next one's going to be great. In fact, I think this next one is the only reason you wanted to do a podcast. It kind <laughs> of is. to cover Alone in the Crowd. It really is. <laughs> I'm actually quite sorry that my my sister Jenny, uh, who very, very familiar with the taglines, wasn't... Uh, she was over at the weekend and if she just stayed a bit longer. Um, she, if only she, she could come in and do a duet. Uh, she lives in London, so it's not that easy. But um, oh, there will be there'll be music next oh, week. It's gonna be great. You don't feel like playing the drums, do? You? Doing an Emily Meyer. My rhythm isn't that's so good. Well, <laughs> do not remember the jingle bells. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it took quite a few takes to get me at all in time. <laughs> oh well, maybe the Christmas episode will have to bring back those jingle bells for round two. Uh, Actually, um, at Christmas, I think our Christmas episode this year. Now, we have a, a an embarrassment of riches. Mm. We could do one of the Christmas specials. Oh, we could. The one where Suzanne Devlin comes back. Yes. Yeah, special Spoiler Christmas. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and uh, also, there's there's some sagas. There is, that's That true. we haven't touched. So yeah. let us know, listeners, because, you know, Christmas at this stage is, you know, just a couple of months away. Yeah, oh my God. We need to get ourselves psyched up. So let us know, mm. would you like, as a Christmas episode, another saga? Yeah. Or a Christmas special, or an actual Christmas book, yeah. Or maybe you never know. We could do one of each, maybe. Mm. Keep the keep that Christmas spirit. Maybe we'll be spirit. feeling super generous like that. <laughs> we just really want to fuck out the numbers up even oh, yeah. more. We're just going to make this as difficult we have as possible. No idea for what's ourselves. going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yes, uh, that is one of the classics. Love struck. Oh, amazing! It's going to be two bangers in a row. Great. And um, 
you can get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about Suzanne and the ca- Suzanne Ken dynamic and mm. the preponderance of sports in the Sweet Valley High <laughs> schedule um, at SVH Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network and you can follow the network and find out more about the amazing podcasts at, at HS Pod Network and at This Headstuff. Yeah, and um, please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes if you oh. can, if you enjoy the show because that would really help us out. Yes, and spread the word because yeah. we know there's a lot of you out there. <laughs> we know that maybe others would benefit from appreciating yeah. you know, the... Uh, the, the complex sociological <laughs> dynamics <laughs> of Sweet Valley, oh California. God, yeah. We know we're not alone in the crowd. Oh! <laughs> oh my God. Well, we can't top that. Okay. So on that bombshell again, Brilliant. we will leave you and we will be back in two weeks to yeah. find out can Elizabeth <laughs> save Lynn Henry from being alone in the crowd? <laughs> See you then, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.